Welcome to Foundational You with Dr. Dean Hackett, the home of biblical teaching and cultural impact. We are so glad that you joined us for today's podcast. You can find out more about Dr. Dean, read his blog, and find more episodes at fdeanhackett.com. Now for today's episode. Thank you so much for joining me in Foundational You. I'm Dr. Dean. And I am looking forward to this study with you today. We're going to have a great time looking at how we got our current Holy Bible and its reliability that it is the absolute, infallible, inerrant Word of God upon which we can build our lives, upon which we can build our marriages, upon which we can teach and train our children. It is the Word of God that sets men free. It is the Word of God that breaks the power of sin. It's the Word of God that breaks the power of addiction, that crushes the power of fear and worry and anxiety and insecurity and low self-worth, self-rejection, all of those things that that, uh, cripple mankind. The Word of God sets us free. It's a lamp unto our feet, it's a light unto our pathway. It is that bright and shining light that helps us know how to make quality decisions and how to know, how to know that we are, we are making good quality reasoning. The Word of God helps us establish a solid worldview. It helps us to make quality decisions based on good reasoning It is that word which helps us build our lives on a solid rock, Jesus Christ said. So we have to answer some questions. First of all, how old are the Holy Scriptures and when did they become canon? Looking at some of our past studies on this, we discovered that new, new writers like Dan Brown, like uh, Jacobici and uh, and Wilson and others are attacking the reliability of the Word of God today and saying that that you know it's a it's a it's a later version of the writing and and it was only accurate because King Constantine wouldn't let any others be and burned all the others. Well, so how old is our Holy Bible, and how did it become canon? Well, the Old Testament, the first five books of the Bible, were written by Moses somewhere between 1446 and 1486 B.C. Okay, so they've been around uh, almost, uh, well, over 3,000 years they've been around. Uh, The remainder of the Old Testament was written after Moses, but before 450 B.C., between the rest of the, so the first five books, Genesis, Exodus, Leviticus, Numbers, Deuteronomy, they were all written by 1486 B.C. or 1446 B.C. Okay. The rest of the Old Testament from uh, Joshua on was written somewhere before 450 B.C. <clears throat> the canon was established as early as Daniel how do we know that? Because Daniel referred to the writings of Jeremiah 
as Holy Scripture. Ezra read the Holy Scriptures in 400 B.C., uh, actually before 450 B.C., when they were rebuilding the city of Jerusalem and the temple. Ezra gathered all the people and he read to them from the Holy Scriptures. Jesus referred to the Old Testament as Holy Scripture when he quoted from the book of Daniel chapter 9 referring to the abomination of desolation spoken of by Daniel. Jesus also validated the Old Testament as canon in John chapter 5 verse 39 and again in Matthew 1:22, Mark 12:36, Luke 1:70, Romans 7 verse 12, Hebrews chapter 1 verse 1, Hebrews chapter 4 verse 12, James chapter 1 verses 22 to 25 and chapter 4 verse 5. All of these are referring to the Old Testament as Holy Scripture. And so the canon of the Old Testament had been established 450 years before Jesus Christ. That is how we know the Old Testament is canon. But what about the New Testament? Because the New Testament gets very controversial among these writers and these pundits uh, those that, that do the late-night talk show, uh, those that, that do the talk shows during the day, these are, um, and are, are, being, are being really ridiculed now uh, by, by current uh, contemporary theologians and progressive theology. Well, all the books of the New Testament were written uh, before 90 A.D., all the books of the New Testament were written before 90 A.D. Matthew was written in 60 A.D. Early Christian writers even quoted Matthew and referred to it as being the first gospel written somewhere between 50 and 65 A.D. Contemporary theologians believe Matthew relied upon Mark's writings, and they date Matthew after 65 A.D., because Mark wrote his in 65 A.D., okay? Luke was written in 59 A.D. Luke wrote the gospel previous to Acts, which was written during Paul's first imprisonment. Contemporary theologians believe that Luke relied upon Mark's writings to date his, and so they date it after 65 A.D. But these, these contemporary theologians are, are beginning to put... Uh, little holes in the infallibility of God's word. Some of them saying it contains God's word rather than saying it is God's word. And so when you're looking at these dates, we want to look at the earlier dates. Matthew written in 60 AD, Mark in 65, uh, Luke in 59, <clears throat> John 85 AD, the Gospel of John. The book of Acts was written in 62 A.D. Paul wrote his epistles between 50 A.D. and 67 A.D. Uh, Hebrews was written in 71 A.D. James was written in 48 A.D. 
Peter's epistles were written between 61 and 68 AD. John's epistles, 1st, 2nd, 3rd John, and the book of Revelation were all written before 90 AD. Jude was written in 65 AD. Now, here's the interesting thing, okay, giving these dates that, that it was written. So all of these were written before 100 AD. All of these were written 300 years before the Council of Nicaea and King Constantine. At least, let me put it this way, over 200 years before then, okay? Maybe 300 years is a bit of an exaggeration. Excuse me for that. But here's, here's something very interesting. The New Testament writers affirm that the New Testament is holy canon. There's not a question as to whether or not this is holy canon or not. The Apostle Paul quotes Luke in 1 Timothy chapter 5, verse 18, which also is a quote, by the way, of Deuteronomy chapter 10. The Apostle Peter refers to the Apostle Paul as holy scripture. I'd like to read that one to you. In 1 Peter, excuse me, in 2 Peter chapter 3, he says, um, the, um, therefore, beloved, looking forward to these things, be diligent to be found by him in peace without spot of blameless and consider that the long suffering of our Lord is salvation as also our beloved brother Paul, according to the wisdom given to him, has written to you, as also in all his epistles, speaking in them of things in which are some things hard to understand, which untaught and unstable people twist to their own destruction, as they do also the rest of the scriptures. Did you notice? As they do the rest of the scriptures. The Apostle Peter is referencing the writings of the Apostle Paul as Holy Scripture. As the Apostle Peter is referencing them as Holy Scripture. The Apostle Paul wrote the foundations of the Apostles in Ephesians chapter 2, 19 and 20. In other words, the church is built on the foundation of the Apostles their writings, their writings, the writing of the Holy Scripture. In Galatians chapter 1, 11 to 12, this is a very important quote. The book of Galatians chapter 1, 11 and 12. I'm going to begin at verse 10. For I do now persuade, for do I now persuade men or God? Or do I seek to please men? For if I still please men, I would not be a bondservant of Christ. But I make known to you, brethren, that the gospel which was preached by me is not according to man, for I neither received it from man, nor was I taught it, but it came through the revelation of Jesus Christ. Did you catch? He is saying that his writings are the revelation of Jesus Christ. They are holy scripture. They are canon. 
the apostolic fathers were from 96 AD to 300 AD. And they refer to the New Testament books as Holy Scripture. They have 36,000 quotes from the New Testament books in their writings. They quote all but 11 verses of the entire New Testament. Catch that. All but 11 verses of the New Testament are found in the writings of the Apostolic Fathers. The Apostolic Fathers are the first generation of preachers and second generation of preachers right after the apostles themselves. So you have the apostles that were trained personally by Jesus, including the Apostle Paul, and then the next generation of preachers, the ones that they trained, apostolic fathers, and then the ones that they trained, the next generation of apostolic fathers. Between 96 AD and 300 AD, and they quote all but 11 verses of the New Testament, referring to all of them as holy canon, as the holy scriptures. In 115 AD, John Polycarp, now John Polycarp was trained by the Apostle John personally. The Apostle John personally trained him. And, the, and Polycarp referred to the New Testament as holy scripture. In 175 AD, a document called the, Murat the Muratorian Fragment evaluates the canon various books of the New Testament, along with those that had been considered worthy of inclusion. The document lists 23 of the present 27 books of the New Testament as true canon. 175 AD, we have a document that says 23 of the 27 books of the New Testament are true canon. 180 AD, Arrhenius, a disciple of John Polycarp. So now here we got John Polycarp was trained by the Apostle John, and now we have an apostolic father trained by John Polycarp, Arrhenius. And he identifies the following books as Holy Scripture. He refers to these as Holy Scripture in 180 AD. Matthew, Mark, Luke, John, Acts, Romans, 1st and 2nd Corinthians, Galatians, Ephesians, Philippians, Colossians, 1st and 2nd Thessalonians, 1st and 2nd Timothy, Titus, 1st Peter, 1st John, Revelation. All but seven of the New Testament he refers to. In 367 AD, Athanasius, Bishop of Alexandria, wrote a list, all 27 books of the New Testament as Scripture, in the order that we now have them. Well, here's what I'm wanting you to see, okay? And that is that our New Testament that we have. The Old Testament was established as canon before 450 BC, 450 years before Jesus. It was holy canon and has been holy canon ever since. Our Old Testament is the same Old Testament as that one. But the New Testament had been established as holy canon by no later than 180 AD and actually 
It had to be able to be referred as holy canon then because it had been recognized earlier than that. We know 175 AD it was recognized, but even before that, and what we saw was that the apostle Peter referred to the writings of the apostle Paul as holy scripture. And we know that the apostle Paul quoted the gospel of Luke as holy scripture. And so in many ways, the holy canon had been established by 90 AD, less than 100 years after the birth of Jesus Christ. The New Testament was already being recognized as Holy Scripture. Now, what do we know? Well, first of all, we've got to understand what do we even mean by canon? Well, it, it actually comes from a Greek word that just simply means ruler, or a Latin word that simply means ruler. It's the ruler. It's the measuring stick. And what it means is, is that these books of the New Testament have met the measuring stick. They've met the requirements. As we said in the last podcast, there were, there were four questions that had answered. Does it give an accurate revelation of the one true God? Does it give an accurate revelation of those things that have been known? Does it give an accurate revelation of those things that have not been known? And does it give an accurate revelation of historical record? And in looking at, at all of those, we said, yes, it does all of those things. That's the rule. That it had to match that, that ruler. The Church of Jesus Christ faced a major challenge in 140 AD. So remember now, 175 AD, it was called canon. 180 AD was called canon. But 30 years, 40 years before that, there was this major movement, a major challenge by a guy named Marcion. And he was leading a movement that subverted the Holy Scriptures. He was anti-Semitic. He hated the Jewish Scriptures. In other words, he hated the Old Testament. Okay? And he hated Jehovah of the Old Testament. And so he formed his own canon that included the Gospel of Luke and ten writings of the Apostle Paul. He expelled the church for... He was expelled from the church for adultery. His own father was the bishop who did this. So Marcion, who hated the Old Testament, hated the Jehovah of the Old Testament, was making his own Bible, was expelled because he was adulterous, and he was expelled by his own father, who was a bishop at that time in the church. This Marcion did away with marriage, expunged any references to the Old Testament from the New Testament books that he had in his own canon. He's making his own canon. He's making his own Bible. And in the New Testament, well, first of all, he had no Old Testament because he did away with it. And then he expunged any references in the books of the New Testament from the Old Testament. And uh, it was in response to Marcion that then... Uh, that the teachings of Gnosticism rose. This, this was the root of Gnostic teachings. And uh, so, you know, when we're looking at this and, and we ask ourselves, well, what in the world are the Gnostic Gospels? Well, let me quote again from, from the Da Vinci Code written by Dan Brown. Fortunately for historians, 
Some of the Gospels that Constantine attempted to eradicate managed to survive. The Dead Sea Scrolls were found in the 1950s, hidden in caves of Qumran in the Judea Desert. The Coptic Scrolls in 1945 at Nag Hammadi. In addition to telling the true Grail story, the documents speak of Christ's ministry in very human terms. The scrolls highlight glaring historical discrepancies and fabrications, clearly confirming that the modern Bible was compiled and edited by men who possessed a political agenda to promote the divinity of Jesus Christ and to use his influence to solidify their own power base. Well, okay. Obviously, he is referring to the Gnostic Gospels and the Gnostic writings. First of all, in the Dead Sea Scrolls, we found an entire book of Isaiah. That is word for word exactly as the book of Isaiah that we have in the King James and New King James translation of the Bible. But these Gnostic Gospels are not considered canon because they do not meet the four tests. They do not give an accurate reflection of the true almighty God. They do not give an accurate report of things that are known. They do not give an accurate report of things that have not previously been known. And they do not give an accurate historical record. They don't meet these criterias. And as we've already seen, that the canon was established hundreds of years before Constantine was even born. And so these folks are obviously lying and distorting history themselves. The truth is, the Bible is the infallible, inerrant, absolute, true word of God upon which we can build our life. Wow. Thank you, Lord, for your holy word. Father, teach us your word. We choose, we choose to build our life upon your word. In Jesus' holy name, amen. God bless you. Thank you for joining me today. I always enjoy studying with you, and I look forward to our next podcast. Thank you for joining us today. This Christ-centered biblical training is a ministry of Spirit Life Ministries. We hope that you are blessed by this podcast and share it with your friends and colleagues. For more information or questions for Dr. Dean, please contact us at the website fdeanhackett.com.